So I'm going to give you an opportunity. And uh, Brother Heath, can you make sure that these wireless mics are turned on? Um, that would be a help as well. So um, I'm just going to go section by section. And I don't want to linger too long. If you, don't, if you don't have testimonies, I understand that. I do think it's a good night to have testimonies and hear from each other. And so I'm going to go over here. And if you've got anybody over here in this section, if you brought a testimony that you, that you want to want to come down and say that'd be great let's hear it anybody Stephen okay thank you for being the first here all right um, I work at Starbucks after I get off my morning job and being at Starbucks we only had the drive-thru open so we had a lot of people coming through a lot um, and then just working with coworkers, the amount of fear that everybody was like feeling towards this virus and like the uncertainty that they all had towards this and I didn't I don't know I didn't feel feel like it really affected me that much so I got asked a lot about like why I was calm about this why I wasn't freaking out why I didn't want to wear a mask and all this and I just it gave me a lot of opportunities to witness to people or invite them to church and so I've been able to that's just been a big blessing to me and just also blessing reminding me that the God that I have is stronger than anything else that anybody in this world has that they can lean on they can lean on their own health but even as we're seeing right now a lot of people that's crumbling for them they don't know if they'll get it or not and it's just i've gotten a lot of blessings through this whole ordeal amen that's good yep people are uncertain people are afraid it's a great time to uh share the gospel okay anybody else in this section over here on the platform miss Sherilyn. <laughs> um i want to praise the lord for my church family yeah. you all mean so very much to me and i thank you for you being able to be here tonight Thank you to Renita for keeping the Facebook thing going and for Deanna making the video, for Tina for all the things that she did with the prayer list. It's such a blessing to have any of those connections to keep us together. I just praise the Lord for all of you. Amen. Thank you, Ms. Sherilyn. You have all of those, I, especially and Ms. Tina's in the nursery, um, and I know she didn't, I think she's in the nursery back there, but Ms. Tina... Ms. Tina Lippert really, uh, she really stepped up in a lot of ways with the prayer list and keeping people in touch and in contact and reaching out to people and setting up some things for ladies to be a blessing to other ladies in the church. And I am very thankful for her. Then she did, she set up some things for my wife's birthday on May 8th. And uh, I don't know, it's just a blessing. Ms. Tina Lippert really does express a lot of love and uh, I'm grateful for her and uh, hopefully if this is recorded, hopefully she'll get that later. But, or Brother Mark, if you can remember, word for word, everything I just said, just convey that to her, if you don't mind. Yeah. 400 masks. The masks, I didn't even think about the masks. Yes, she made uh, masks for everyone, our family. Um, she made masks for a lot of people. Spent a lot of time, and I'm grateful for that. So, thank you. Okay, anybody else over here in this section? So I guess some people would say that this whole thing, me and my husband was a disaster. I lost both my jobs. He was sent home for 14 days. Um, Multiple, multiple things happened. But you know, during probably my lowest time, I received some really sweet handwritten letters from some really sweet ladies here that I really needed. Because when you lose your job or you lose, you know, and, and you're going through that, you normally turn to the people that are around you and not having that connection is really hard. 
I will say this, through this whole thing, and I, it's God because it wasn't us, we are more financially stable than we've ever been since mm-hmm. we got married. Mm-hmm. And that's only God. I'm not working. I'm still not working. I'm not drawing unemployment right now. So only God can do that. Mm-hmm. And um, thankfully, when I go back, I won't have to go back to 80-hour work weeks. I can take a very small part-time job and we'll make it. So, you know, through this whole thing, there was disasters. There was tears. There was a lot of heartache for us. But I think that me and my husband will come out stronger to where we can serve more in our local church. And I'm thankful for our church because of that. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Anna. Well said. Yeah, I was, I mean, they would, I would hear from them about some of the things. You wouldn't believe what happened again. It was like um, Job just over and over and over. Oh, we lost our job. I lost my job. This and that, this and that. You know, Keith's quarantined for 14 days and it's a good night. But I mean, that, oh, the Lord can turn the bad into good. And I'm grateful for that. Thank you. Anybody else in this section over here? All right, moving uh, on to this section right here. Anybody like to get up and give a testimony? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, as they say. So don't hold back. You're going to have to wait. He beat you to it. <laughs> paper, rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> uh, kind of the same thing that Sherilyn was saying. You guys, I just love my church. Yeah. Um, through... The separation uh, and just not being able to see each other every week and multiple times a week, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, um, and just seeing on Facebook the posts or talking to some people through texts and writing letters, um, it, it made me want to be closer to everybody when everything comes back to normal again. Um, and God showed me that as much as maybe I thought I was already doing, it's, it's so low on what I actually can do. Mm. what God wants to do with me. Um, And so it's pushed me to want to serve more and do more um, and get to know everyone even better and get closer to everybody um, and just have a tighter-knit relationship because, you know, when all this is over and everything does actually end and we're all in heaven someday, we have eternity to spend with each other. And if we already know each other so much better, uh, it's just going to continue on. So Amen. I'm grateful for all of you. I'm grateful for the church. I'm grateful for our pastor, obviously, getting through something like this that's never happened before. Um, I think he did admirably, and I, I'm behind him and appreciate that, and I appreciate all of you. And just seeing everybody here tonight on Sunday night for the first time in, in months, it does my heart good. And I'm happy to be part of Eastside Baptist Church, and I'm so grateful that God brought my family here mm. to Sioux Falls and this church. So Thank you to all of you for that. Amen. Yeah. Thank you, Chad, for uh, doing the lessons, too, the adult lessons on Sundays. Those, those were a help, and I appreciate the time and effort that he put into that. And, and to every other teacher that put lessons on, uh, to take the time to record them and edit it and all that, I mean, I appreciate it. It was a blessing to many families. Thank you very much. Okay. Here we go with Tim. Yeah. It's not on. Is it on? Testing. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you to the Lord, first of all, for just seeing us through. Um, a lot of us, for me, I experience a lot, so I just, it's like, I can do this by myself. Yeah, that's great. And then there's things that's like, I need God. Where are you? I need your help. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, um, this has been a trying time for me and my beautiful fiance. Uh, we were 
planning on getting married in August. And that didn't happen. Uh, so as we go, all this we're not going to see. We're not going to see an end of this virus, possibly. Let's just move it up. So we're getting married in June. So we're happily excited and can't wait. Uh, three weeks from now, we went from 200 guests all the way down to 30. <laughs> so, but um, no, it's been it's been a good learning experience. Um, mostly just hurry up and wait, learn more, mm -hmm. have more patience. So, and we can all learn to have patience. So, yeah. Amen. Yeah, patience is one of the things we always need, but we never want to have to go through something to learn it. So, yeah. All right, Miss Judy, you come on. Um, with everything that happened with the virus, um, my plans really, really changed because I had planned to be on a mission trip right now mm. uh, to the Amazon again. I was going on another medical evangelism trip uh, to these Amazon fishing villages in the Amazon. But because the borders of the countries there are closed, it had to get canceled. And so that really changed things, but it made me realize that, you know, God is still in control. Yeah. And uh, even though my plans changed, God knew about this all along. Yeah. And so I had to trust him day by day. You would think that since I had planned to be gone, I would have less to do with, we aren't supposed to be going anywhere, but Actually, my work increased during that time because more people decided they didn't want to have babies in the hospital under the conditions that they were facing. And so I was really busy, and maybe the Lord knew that I needed to, to be with those families during that time rather than on the mission field. And so even though it was a, a difficult time, Yet I could see God at work in people's lives all around me. And I just praise him that he wasn't gone, he wasn't on vacation, that he was still with us through that whole time. And he still has plans for the people in the Amazon and everybody here too. Amen. Thank you. All right, anybody else this section? Miss Denise. I just want to thank the East Side Church ladies and people to keep me in the prayers and encourage me. I did get on the list of the prayers. I did get um, a couple cards from a few of you, and that really up lifted me a lot. And then listening to Pastor Jet's messages kind of threw me a loop on the things too, because I thought after this thing all started, it's like, here I go, I'm down now. So, and then my son down at Heartland there in Oklahoma, he kind of uplifted me a lot too. He um, called me constantly and just kept saying, Mom, are you okay? And I said, yeah, no, you're not. So he kind of checked on me a lot. And then when I didn't hear from him, I'd call him to make sure he was alive and moving good. So <laughs> we kind of encouraged back and forth. So it brought me closer to him. And then my daughter out in New York brought us closer too because 
her only being 13 kind of really upped me really good because out there they were dealing with more. So it's like I was constantly calling her. So she would message me back and everything saying she's fine. And then she goes, Mom, are you okay? Of course, Mom. Of course I'm okay. So it's just a matter of the encouragement that I was getting from everybody and uplifting me and to keep me going and staying positive even though I've been down. But coming back is making me feel better that I am with a family that appreciates mm -hmm. me, loves me for what I am. Mm -hmm. And that's the way I am with it. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm just happy to be part of Eastside Baptist. Mm, amen. Thank you, Denise. Appreciate that. Miss Donna, yeah. Sorry to make you walk, you know, walk all the way down here. It is. It feels, especially when you're about to give a testimony, it feels long. <laughs> uh, well, I just want to praise the Lord for this time that um, I had at home. Uh, most of you know uh, my husband and I quarantined uh, fairly early because I didn't want to bring anything home to him because he has dementia. And a lot of times if they... Uh, have an illness and that progresses the dementia. So um, we quarantined early in, in uh, March and uh, I just want to thank the Lord for that because I was always busy working and, and I did a lot of lunches with friends and that, but being home with him so much um, gave me a better idea and a better understanding of what this illness is and how it affects him. and. It gave us a lot of time together, and we still kind of like each other even after <laughs> three months, so that was okay. But um, anyway, it, it really was good, because he doesn't drive anymore, he doesn't get out anymore, so unless I take him somewhere, he's at home. So this was, um, I think, good, and it helped me realize that I probably can't go back to work the way I was before, because um, I just need to be home a little bit more. So we'll get that figured out. But I also wanted to thank um, Tina, because uh, when this quarantine first happened, um, she knows a couple of my neighbors, and she knows me. And she came right to our houses right away the first week and brought us toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but and there were just so many aspects of this um, quarantine. Um, I am a giver by nature. I love to give, and by not working and things like that, I'm not not able to do a lot of that right now. But God provided ways for me to give, um, especially in the food area. There was um, several people <laughs> that um, provided some food and knew that it was extra food, that if I wanted to do anything with it, I could. Um, and I had a neighbor that was really struggling financially, and um, I asked her, I said, well, does any of your family know, you know, how bad it is for you? And she goes, well, we don't really talk about it, but if they ever look in my refrigerator, they'll know. And uh, that just really wore on my heart. And that week was, I believe that was the first week that someone brought us like an abundance of food. And so I put a couple of bags together and and uh, we took it over to them and knocked on the door and left it. And she called me back and she goes, well, I expected you were going to, because I had told her I was going to bring her something, a bag or so. She goes, but you brought me aisle four. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she said, what a blessing that was. So Amen. Um, I've learned a lot through the, through the um, quarantine and through this virus. And as, as hard as it has been for some people, um, a lot of good came out of it for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful for that. Amen. Amen. That's a blessing. Okay, anybody else in this section? Aaron. 
try and read this fast because I talk too much. Um, I first, I want to say what I learned in all of this. Um, the Lord really had me, and I think maybe it went along even with some things in messages, but the Lord really had me asking myself, um, without all of the external things that we call our Christian life, what is real in your life? You know, what, what without all of the externals still exists? When you don't go to church and you're not singing and you're not seeing people and trying to encourage them face to face, what of your relationship with me is just me? And um, I, that verse, be still and know that I am God, I, I think I must have quoted that to myself a million times in all of this because I, I do get caught up in the busy and I forget that it's not the busy, it's the Lord. Mm-hmm. The busy is just supposed to be an outflowing of my love for the Lord. And so it really was a lesson I felt like God really brought home repeatedly to me in all of this because without your church family, it's really just the Lord. And it really should be the Lord. And mm-hmm. the church family is an extension of that. And so that was the lesson. And then I have a lot of thank yous. Um, I was so humbled by the all of the gifts and the not even the gifts, just the amount of time and attention and the cards and the encouragement that came over my birthday and all of the work that went into that and just how many ladies would show up. And um, that is um, in some ways a pretty new experience for me. I'm usually like, oh yeah, it's my birthday, yay. But so (laughs) to have all these people celebrating it was really special and I, I... I mean, just thank you. So many of you, that the ladies that hosted and then just coming. And um, I, even people who couldn't come were mailing me cards. And I just felt very loved and very undeserving. Like, I don't, I don't put enough into each of you individually. I, don't, I can't. And I, I just almost feel guilty that I can't return all of that love to you as individuals. Like, I'm so grateful that you take such good care of us. And then my second thank you would just be to... Um, so many of you who took the time to encourage my husband in all of this, um, you know, that he's made a lot of jokes about not having a class covering pandemics and Bible college, and I feel like maybe they should include that now in their studies, but, you know, you just, you're just trying to, to do what the Lord would have you do, and it's hard to know sometimes when you don't have a, um, a program to follow. You're just trying to trust that you're making the right choices, and um, I can't tell you how many times somebody texted him or called him in a way to say, hey, that message meant something to me or, you know, just, or Brother Wade just sending amen, amen, amen as he's watching the message. That was, I loved that. Mm-hmm. It's just such an encouragement. And I, I, I can't underscore, we've been here a year and I can't tell you how much I appreciate how open-armed you've been to our family. And, um, you know, yes, we do love where we came from, but we love you. And we are so grateful that God would allow us not to just have a family where we grew up or a family in Stillwater. We have a family here. And when we're away, we're thinking about you. We love you, and we feel a connection to you. And this has become our home, and we're Mm -hmm. grateful. And so I'm just, I feel very blessed in all of this. And God has been so good to us, and thank you. Amen. Ditto. Don't have anything else to add to that. So thank you, Aaron. Brother Phil. I 
I just want to thank everybody's help for the project in Flandreau. They got into their building just before the pandemic and their city didn't shut any of their stuff down and that church has seen nothing but growth since that time. And um, it's been slow, steady growth, but the building has made all the difference and yeah. in that part of it. But the Lord is really working. They've seen a lot of people coming through um, spreading the gospel there. And I just want to thank everybody for their part in that and uh, in the future that we got of work to do there yet to clean up the old building. But thank everybody for that. Just watching God work there has been amazing. Amen. Yeah, Brother Phil um, and I mean, the, many others I know, but uh, he's put a lot of hours in. Um, the one time that I dropped in up there, just some random afternoon, Brother Phil was there, you know, just helping um, Brother Lillibridge work on that building. And uh, so I was able to be there. Uh, their, one of their first Sundays, I don't know if it was the first Sunday that they were in the building, um, but it was a, it's a blessing. It really is. And it's just much, so much better than what they, what they had. And I'm grateful for, to have a part in that, investing in God's work. And it's because of your faithfulness and giving. So thank you for, for that. Okay, anybody else in this section right here? Uh, yes, Miss Miriam. So for me, um, this time that we've had quarantining, it's been a blessing to be able to stay home and just not, not be so busy with life. Uh -huh. um, enjoy my kids more and not just always be in a hurry. Um, it's given me a lot of time to read and I, God reminded me kind of where I came from, what, the life I was born into and where that he he saved me from that brought me out of that mm. and he just kind of reminded me i it's been about 20 years now that i've been saved and i have started to take church for granted and i i feel like i i i have a stronger love for the people that are back in mexico that are lost and mm. i've just been praying a lot for them and I just want to be able to, you know, just show them who God really is and what he's done for us. And I feel like this time has given me just time to just stay home and read and not be in a hurry. So it's been a blessing for me. I know it's been hard for a lot of people, but I just wanted to share that. Amen. I think, I think many of us would say the, the slowed down pace has been a blessing in many ways. I mean, it's just... Just time, more time with family, less time rushing, and uh, in some ways it kind of stripped away all the, like Aaron said, the externals, and you're just reminded of what matters the most. And I'm thankful for the reminders. I think I would think we needed that. I think we needed the reminder, and I, th I appreciate that testimony. Thank you, Miss Miriam. All right, anybody else in this section here? <clears throat> Moving on. Okay. All right, this section over here. The Heath. You have to bend way down there. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm thankful for uh, this church uh, that's been mentioned, and uh, I'm thankful for um, all the teachers that have uh, continued to put their lessons out, uh, specifically for me, Brother Chad, and uh, I got my hanky, so just in case. But uh, uh, thankful for um, his lessons and uh, the work that he put into that. Uh, thankful for all the men that worked. Uh, 
to do the videos so we could uh, continue to stay connected and uh, continue to be involved in church. Um, um, and uh, for our pastor um, and uh, your leadership. Um, Um, sorry, you all know that I do this, and <laughs> I even try and try, and it does not, it's just a fail. Um, but uh, having been able to go to Bible college and hear how they train preachers, um, they don't train you to preach to an empty congregation. And uh, so to have the opportunity to do that um, and to be faithful with that, uh, for, for me and my family, um, I didn't feel like we missed a beat as far as getting to uh, participate in the service, the, the songs, uh, and then hearing the amount of effort that was put into making that uh, product one that represents, as he mentioned this morning, this building and how we feel about our, our Savior. Um, those that came uh, faithfully to those. And uh, I just want to say for our, from our family uh, how grateful we are for that. And I had one more, but uh, no idea where that went. So uh, I didn't want to say how excited I am to have Jacob here. Um, and uh, he was a blessing uh, to me and my family last year. Him and Curtis both were. And uh, when I heard he was going to come back, I was all excited, and uh, we were, uh, I got the message him a couple times, and then, of course, then the uh, COVID thing hit, and it seemed like the brakes were put on on that whole deal, and, and then for the Lord to open that back up, uh, it's just exciting, and I am excited for our church to get to experience that again, and the help that that will be to our pastor, yeah. uh, kind of take a load off of his shoulders uh, with all of the stuff that he's been able to go through, so uh, thank you to Aaron for um, all that you've had to go through with Pastor and all of the, I mean, I message Pastor and uh, all that you've had to, I mean, he doesn't tell you everything, I'm sure, but uh, I mean, you know, we message Pastor and wondering what's going on, what's the next step, and uh, to be, has helped me through that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just, I'm thankful for this church and uh, the opportunity to get to have services with uh, the other, some other families from this, uh, from our church and was yeah. just a great uh, experience and uh, uh, the closeness that you get to have uh, having that opportunity was really cool and uh, so but uh, I'm thankful to be able to get back going and uh, just so grateful to be able to be here and to continue forward and so Amen. it's been a blessing. Amen. Thank you Brother Heath encouragement. Yeah, it is true you know everything that I for the most part, a lot of things that I go through, I'm running by my wife first. And so if it sounds like a great idea, it's been filtered through her first. So just so you just want to remind you of that. <laughs> she normally is telling me, no, that does not sound like a good idea to me. So and she's normally right. OK. All right. It was her birthday and Mother's Day recently. So I had to say something like that. But all right. Here we go. Hey, uh one thing I've taken from this coronavirus 
is how dependent we are upon God. Amen. I don't think in our country in about 10, probably since 2001, um, have we had to trust, trust God as much as we have in the past couple months. And um, when it's all said and done, I think we'll look back 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and we can see how God made an impact through our lives and how he molded us to be um, more like him. Amen. Amen. Well said. Appreciate that. All right. Anybody else in this section right here? Um, well, one thing that I came away with after getting to hear all the messages, well, twice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about so, that. I don't know. No. Uh, and I should remember which one it was, too, but now, of course, I can't. But just was um, what impacted me the most was to not pray for the trial to be done, but pray, like, during the trial, like, what do, you, what do I need to learn mm-hmm. from this? Like, just stay the course, you know, okay, God, what do you want me to learn, but not be so focused on take this away, but what do I need to grow from this so I think that's just what stuck with me and I just was appreciative of being able to be a part of the video process Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how many you know were watching just you know for me you know in the deaf community but at least I was able to be connected I guess with the church so that was a blessing to me so I'm like I don't care if nobody's watching me I get to just do something so (laughs) uh, I just I really appreciated being able to be a part of that and then I got a few very nice uh, notes from um, some in the church and that was really a, a blessing and I just you know, counted a privilege to, to serve the Lord. So, but I just was really appreciative of those letters. So thank you. Yeah. Amen. And I, I, we'd give her a hard time. It's like, she's going to, her shoulders are the strongest they've ever been in the last, these last couple of months have been, I mean, cause it's a lot of signing and, you know, straight through in, in every service songs and preaching and everything. And uh, just I didn't miss a beat. And I, you know, people that would watch our video, uh, our services, people that I knew from other places, many other places, they'd be like, it's so cool that you have a, a sign language interpreter right there on the video. And uh, they thought that was just a great touch. And uh, Brother Mark Griebel, he's not here. Hopefully, um, we're, we're praying for his safety tonight. Um, he's in Minneapolis, and uh, National Guard got called, in case you weren't here this morning. And that's part of the reason we've switched to Facebook Live, just because we weren't prepared to to do this, the YouTube live stream without him, but um, him and the Griebles were here every service. I mean, he, he was up there on the video getting everything ready. He's the one that did all the cool little boxes, you know, and you'd float over to the side and, you know, one of the songs came up and it was just amazing to watch him work. And uh, you, those are the kind of skills you don't use very much. And then God gives you an opportunity to use it and you're ready for it. And I think it's a good reminder uh, to learn everything we can, you never know what God might use, and our, our services were were used to change some people's lives. And Mark Griebel had a, a big hand in that. And his whole family did. You know, the kids were here; they were they were typing lyrics for the songs or recording, or, and it was just a blessing to see the Griebels at work the last two months. And I don't know how to best convey my gratitude to them. I'm thinking about a way to do it. I think probably something that explodes, Brother Mark would probably appreciate the most. So, looking into that. So, we'll see what happens. Okay, anything else? Anybody else in this? Brother Blake. Well, I'm thankful to the Lord. Um, 
As many of you know, I work at Walmart and I'm very, very active when I'm working. To have that taken away from me, or actually I didn't, wasn't taken away, I, I, I chose to go on leave, but I had to adjust my insulin. And being a type 1 diabetic, that was a very hard thing to do. Um, so the Lord brought me through. My, after a few uh, highs and lows, I finally found the range that I'm supposed to be at with my insulin. And Lord, I, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> Lord, uh, Lord helped me with that, and I thank him. And also, listening to Brother Jet uh, give those uh, sermons on how to be um, an encourager. Lord, uh, um, some of you think I'm a funny guy. <laughs> most of the time but he allowed me to be an encourager and I, I just thank him for that mm -hmm. Lord uh, and I thank you for putting up with me <laughs> <laughs> thank you yeah. some of the most thoughtful uh, well stated texts of encouragement I got were from Brother Blake after every sermon and I, it was just exactly what I needed to hear sometimes. Because watching yourself on live stream is no fun, I can tell you that. There were some times where I'm like, you know what, I've already heard this one, so let's find somebody else. So Joel Osteen was always on, and it was... <laughs> he always makes me feel good about myself. So, except my hair. I always feel worse about my hair, but still, you know, anyway... I don't know where that came from. I have never watched a Joel Osteen service. Everybody on Facebook, never. That was a joke. Joel, it was a joke. Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Okay, anybody else in this section before I get myself in trouble? Brother Roger. First things I've never, the things I've never done before, I've never had a pastor that's a televangelist <laughs> I've never been a regular watcher of a televangelist. <laughs> I found out my couch is slightly more comfortable in these pews. Yes. I've never had my dog in church with me before. <laughs> so, the light side of it, you know, we got through it. We're, this nation's been through many, many things, and I think back, I, I enjoy military history. And you look back at some of the traumatic events this country's been through. I think of uh, December 7th, Pearl Harbor. And that's a long time ago, most, not, not most of our lifetimes. I remember, December, I remember September 11th, real clear. My daughter was first day home from the hospital. I remember when the space shuttle crashed, burned, blew up, whatever. These are all major traumatic events in our lives. Some maybe more, maybe less than coronavirus. We got through it. None of it surprised God. This too shall pass. We got the same faithful God. The other thing I wanted to mention is we had Pastor Spencer here for a long time. I wasn't here as long as a lot of you guys with Pastor Spencer, but a seasoned veteran man like Pastor Spencer, you'd say, well, 
he's got a handle on this virus thing. He took the pandemic class, right? Yeah. <laughs> Before they had one. But I think of the Jet family and Pastor Jet, and this has been said already, but there's no way to train for something like this when the whole world's shutting down because they don't know what's going on. And I thank the Lord for our pastor, mm -hmm. for his leadership, his guidance, his thoughtfulness. Whoever thought there'd be a phase one and a phase two and a phase three of how we go back to church. <laughs> uh, we think of how our families will, <clears throat> will grow up as they're little and those wonderful days they'll eventually get married and my daughter got married right at the beginning of the shutdown. We planned on hopefully a church full of people celebrating that magic day and it ended up being, I don't know, 20, 30, whatever. But pastor did a great job. Even though he was filling in, he nailed it. I think the wedding was only 12 minutes. And three of that was the kiss, so hey. <laughs> Don't take your pastor for granted. Praise the Lord for your pastor. Pray for your pastor. Praise the Lord for each other. We take this place for granted way too much. Mm -hmm. And each other. Yeah. Encourage each other. Support each other. Love on each other when you get the chance. Mm -hmm. It's important. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Roger. I don't have anything to add to that. That one's a blessing. I, I appreciate it very much. I, w I do want to say I'm thankful for opinions on both sides of this issue, honestly. And we have some, I mean, way over there and some way over there. And I hear about them. Um, but I'm thankful for them because uh, they, find, they help me find balance. And if, I, if all I ever heard was the ones over there, I might lean toward one way that I maybe shouldn't go. And I'm not saying that you all determine every decision I make. But the, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. And I view Eastside Baptist Church members as a large set of counselors. And, uh, and some over there, some way over there. And if we can find a path somewhere in the middle, we're probably pretty safe. And I appreciate those of you who express your opinions about things. You know, as long if we do that in the right spirit, it can't do anything but help us to be balanced. And I appreciate it. It's there's a lot of, of things going into play for every decision that we're making. And for those of you that uh, you think it's too slow, uh, you know, I, I hate that, you, that it seems like that way. For those that think it's too fast, I, I hate that it seems that way. But I, I'm trying to find something probably as close to the middle as I can so that, you know, we can all feel good about the, the direction we're going, that we're not extreme in one way or the other. And uh, I thank you for being patient with the decision-making processes. Um, it's a blessing to have, have the support of a church family. I'm telling you, it means the world. So thank you very much, Brother Roger, for that. Anybody else in this section here? Patrick. Good to see you, by the way. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest things that I faced during this pandemic was uh, I found out that my son was potentially exposed to the coronavirus. Uh, I later found out that, you know, he came back negative, but I was at work and I was running, uh, opening the closing shift and I got a text message from, uh, his, from his mom saying that he's on his way to the hospital. And there was really nothing I could do considering he lives in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I just recently found that he might be coming here because of all the riots that are going in there present day. Um, but I didn't really know what else to do, especially finding out that he may or may not have it. Um, but it made me think and take for granted that I haven't spent as much time as I should have with my family, mm. especially knowing that my stepfather has been put in a hospice. Um, my mom informed me that he has roughly about a month left, and that's one of the things that I took for granted, that I haven't spent as much time with him as I should have. And I just want to say thank you to Pastor Jet, um, especially for putting him in everybody's prayers here at the church. Um, as soon as I found out, I immediately reached out to him via text message, and as well as a phone call, and explained the situation that I was facing. And for that, I want to thank all of you for keeping him in your prayers during this time. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Yeah, that's a good use of the testimony because it's not—it's a hard lesson, but it's something he learned directly because of all this that's happening. And uh, good lessons, helpful lessons, although not always easy. Appreciate you, you telling us and, and giving us an update on your stepfather too. All right, anybody else in this section here? All right. Okay, moving on to this section over here. Anybody over here? Yeah, there you go. Um, I'm used to speaking to two, three, and four-year-olds, so if you could just, like, bother your neighbor or something, might be helpful. <laughs> um, there's, like, three major things that, um, that I learned through, or am learning through this. Um, and I, first of all, um, my dad has taught drilled into us over and over and over that the church goes with us. It, when we leave the building, we are the church, represent it well. And um, I really, really um, depend on that community. And it made me more thankful and more grateful for that. And I, I understood in more, a more clear way uh, what he actually was telling us all of these years. Um, the second thing that um, I want to thank the Lord for, I know um, it's already been said that many of you can't say this, but I was able to um, sustain financial stability. Mm -hmm. um, I had a large portion of my work. I, I thought I had job security. I cleaned houses, and I thought, well, everybody's going to want me to come and clean their house, and I didn't realize that a lot of people would be uncomfortable with me coming into their homes. And every time my phone would ding, I, I was just afraid to look at it because it was one more person saying, we can't have you come, but we're going to pay you. And I cannot tell you how the Lord provided as a single person and met every single need and plenty to share and to give. Dad has, my, mo my mom and dad have always taught us to give. It may not be what you want, but it can be what you have. And, and in correlation cor with that, um, empty spots, um, the Lord allowed me to come and do recordings at church. Uh, I, I work, I don't know, in, in this season it's 70, 80 hours a week, and it was just, you know, abruptly came to a halt, and it allowed me, my schedule to open up so I could come here, and I want to say how grateful I am for those few people that, the quarantine crew we called them, <laughs> and it was just, I needed that, um, being alone, it just, 
I can't tell you what it did to encourage my heart and to watch Pastor Jet preach to one over here, two over here, maybe three and two over here. And he preached his heart out like it was full every single time. And I am just beyond grateful for it. It was never a question whether he was going to do it. It was just, this is what we're doing. This is what we need to do. And I would get a whole pages full of notes. And then when I'd go listen at home again, it would be like I'd get more out of the message. And I am just so thankful for his wife and the support that she would give. Mm -hmm. Just watching her encourage him was just this huge blessing and and I am deeply humbled and honored to even just have had a small part in that and I'm so thankful for that <laughs> and um, trusting the process is very hard the, the thing that got me through every single night or early in the morning I'd wake up and I just remember that God is still on his throne. He has never left. And when everything felt, felt out of control, I just remembered that he was in control. It was just nice to rest in that promise that he, first of all, would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. When I would say that verse, it just was like, uh, yes, according to his riches, which are innumerable. Mm -hmm. And then the, the last thing, um, I know many of you know that I, I love children and they really are my lifeline. And at some of my lowest times or some of my hardest times, my friend, they don't go to church here, but she would say, hey, can you come and watch my kids for me? And they four little kids and I'd go there and I just would felt like some piece of life was normal. And then um, I, Diana would come and do specials and Chase and Wyatt they would come up and run and give me hugs and I just am thankful for those little pieces that to you may not seem like anything but they were the world to me and how that the Lord cares about every little part of our life and I am so thankful that he he loves me as if I was the only person here but each of us that way and I'm mm -hmm. so thankful for that amen yeah, Miss Kath is, uh, I, I mean, the, the more I'm here, the, the longer I'm here, the more I think. I can't even quantify how many ways she's a blessing to Eastside Baptist Church. I mean, she would show up and play, and I mean, it, it was just, a, she's just a blessing. And she challenges me spiritually in her consistency and faithfulness. I'm just, um, I can't say enough. I'm thankful for the quarantine crew. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty, it was fun. After a while, we're like, man, this is a blast, you know, I mean. Every week, you know who's going to be there, and we never never had any new first-time guests, and I never heard a preacher that would that would come away encouraged with preaching to five or six or seven people and no first-time guests and nobody responding at the altar, and yet it was fun. I don't know how that happens, but I'm just glad we're we're it's back to look like this tonight, and um, it was a blessing. Thanks, Kath, for that, Brother Dana. I didn't intend to say anything, but. Uh... Confession's good for the soul, so I thought I needed to confess how much I took you all for granted. Mm. How much I took them for granted, for them for granted, how much I took my business for granted when the numbers started dropping and I'm the guy in the back office figuring out how's everybody gonna get paid, pay the mortgage. Um, it was scary. And God's always taking such good care of me that I guess I never really had to think about it too much. And I think about it a lot now. And uh, 
handshakes for granted. I took mm -hmm. hugs for granted. Yeah. Um, I didn't really want the virus, but I, I was going to work every day. Some close calls with some of my salesmen that were still going out. We finally called them in. We closed the front of our store down to try to limit exposure. I was worried about coming home and giving something to my family, and then I realized how much I took my family for granted as well. So that's my confession. I took you for granted. I pray to God that I, I never do that again. Thank you all for, for your faithfulness. Amen. Thank you, Brother Dana. All right, anybody else over in this section here? Ms. Carla, go ahead. No, you're fine. No, don't apologize for giving a testimony. Okay. Um, I also need to confess that I've actually enjoyed quarantining myself a little bit. I'm, I'm a hermit at heart. That's how God created me. <laughs> so being at home with my family, um, not, not a big deal. And I'm a homeschool, stay-at-home mom anyway. And praise God, my husband's job was not affected. It was, it was kind of nice just to be at home. And so I had a pretty good attitude about everything until Sunday morning or Wednesday night when I sat down to watch church. Weird, right? And I started to feel cheated because I had to watch a three-year-old and a one-year-old and a five-year-old <laughs> <laughs> and a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. And it, it, I wasn't getting what I felt like I deserved to get out of the church services and um, pastor's series on lessons in isolation spoke to me very, very clearly that it's not about me. And I got to see God's grace in a lot of your lives mm -hmm. on Facebook fellowship that Renita kept us connected with. Um, I know a lot of you guys probably don't even know me that well. Some of you do, but I see how God works through you. And that was such a huge encouragement to me. So thank Excuse me. Thank you, Pastor. Um, thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Kath. Thank you, everybody that pours into my children and pours into my family without even knowing it. I just cannot express to you guys how much you need to me. Mm. Thank you. Thank you very much. Amen. It's a blessing. It's a race to the front. <laughs> And Mallory takes the lead. <laughs> I just wanted to quickly say um, thank you to everybody who sent us cards and gifts and recipes and marriage advice. Um, planning a wedding is hard, but during a virus it is even harder. And um, my heart goes out to Matt and Sarah. You guys had to deal with this when it all started. And mm -hmm. Rachel and Tim, it's, it's really hard and everything just goes wrong one after the other and phone call after phone call of things being canceled and so thank you um, Mrs. Johnson and the Johnson family um, sorry. Um, they let us use their backyard for our wedding sorry um, and Diana and the ladies of the church for throwing us a bridal shower um, we didn't think we were going to be able to get married because the city was shutting down. So just thank you to everybody who prayed for us and helped mm -hmm. us, and thank you very much. Amen. Amen. And it was a sweet ceremony, and I'm thankful for that. Not exactly what I know she was envisioning, but it was a blessing. And I'm, th I'm excited for Josh and Mallory to see what God does with them. So mostly Mallory, but Josh along for the ride. <laughs> so, yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, Mr. Anita. 
So I wasn't going to come up here, but I, I guess I must have something that somebody needs to hear. Um, the coronavirus, my mom has always taught me just to be thankful for everything. And so I tried to be thankful. I didn't understand why, but um, somehow God landed a baby in our house again. Um, for the past three months, we've had our granddaughter with us only because of the coronavirus. And so um, I didn't, everybody who knows me, we've had 60 plus foster kids through our home, a lot of them infants, and I loved every minute of it. But when the last one, Joseph, I, well, I guess we had other ones since then, um, when it was done, it was done. I didn't have a desire to have a baby in my home again. I just wasn't, to get up through the, in the middle of the night, which has been an adjustment for me, um, I, I didn't even have a desire. It wasn't even there. And so um, when our granddaughter was able to come to us for, because of unforeseen circumstances, um, it was different, you know, it was different to get used to. Um, but we love every minute of it and to see her face. I mean, she's just been such a blessing. I don't know how long she'll be with us, but because of the coronavirus, she's with us. Mm -hmm. And I praise the Lord for that because um, it was, I think it was Christmas time when Cassie and I were looking at some dresses when we were at Cracker Barrel one time and they were beautiful dresses. And, and I said, we just need to buy these for Aliyah. And she says, I don't think she'll ever be in church. You know, and, and here she is, she's been in church with us. So I thank God for that. Um, and then I've got an 84-year-old mom, and you saw her in the picture up there, and she doesn't come to church anymore because she can't. She's in the long-term care at Prince of Peace, and she has Alzheimer's. Um, everybody looks at it differently with her. My sister looks at it that um, she's just totally lost her mind, and she doesn't know my sister. And I think it's kind of a joke that my mom's playing on my sister because my sister doesn't spend enough time, I feel, um, talking with her. So she's like, you are my daughter, right? And she doesn't ever do that with me. In fact, she can hear Dana's voice and say, well, it's my son-in-law. So I think it's a joke that she's kind of playing <laughs> off my Because my mom has always um, had a unique but a positive outlook in life. And if anybody knows her, I mean, she was kind of when as surely holy so, I think is what everybody called her. Um, and she had his kind of a dry sense of humor, but she's always positive. And I'm so thankful when I can call her. Um, you know, when my dad passed away a few years ago, she missed my dad and, and really missed my dad. And she'd, she'd tell everybody that I'm just, I just want to go up there and be with him. And she confused a lot of the nurses because they thought maybe my dad had moved upstairs or something. And that wasn't, she just wanted to go to heaven and be with him. But she, she would tell me that, um, but I'm staying here because my daughters need me. God has a purpose and my daughters need me. And I, I, I didn't understand that because, um, my pre I, I'll miss her, but my preference is, you know, with her suffering, that she should be in heaven. But um, through this coronavirus, she's taught me so much. And even though I can't go and see her, I can still call her. Mm -hmm. And um, she doesn't understand anything about the coronavirus. In, in one conversation, I can explain it to her ten times. That, and so I'm trying to get unique with um, how I present it to her. It's just a bad flu virus, Mom, that people are dying from, so I can't come. And so I'll, I'll repeat myself over and over, and eventually she'll, she'll get it. And she says, you know, could you just write this all down for me, and I can just read it again. But, um, you know, even though she doesn't understand anything about the coronavirus, um, she doesn't understand why I can't come and visit her, she's okay. Um, she doesn't understand when we'll be able to be back together, and she'll ask me over and over again. Um, but she's okay with that. And there was one, one day that... One of the gals, and I don't know if she's here right now, She, one of the gals in the church, she won't want me to say her name, 
insisted that we go and hold signs up for my mom's birthday. And so we went outside to hold the signs, and I called my mom on the phone, and I said, Mom, we're outside. Can you look outside and see us? We're just going to wave at you for your birthday. And she said, well, you need to come in here. And I said, no, we, we cannot come in there. And she says, well, then I'm coming out there. And she, I heard the phone get set down, and my friend said, oh, here she comes, and here she comes. She comes. She knew which door to go out. She comes marching out. <laughs> and there's a nurse running behind her saying, Shirley, you can't be out there. And she, she and I, I was... I didn't know what to do. I was in awe. And so I got my camera out and I was taking pictures and looking back in my pictures, my mom is bending down with her hand on her leg, picking up a, a rock to throw back in the rock garden in her hurry to get out to, I mean, that's just my mom. <laughs> and I, what is she doing? And so I zoomed up on it and she was picking up a rock to throw back in the rock garden, but she got out there and then the nurse was very grateful. I was very thankful for her because um, she came out and stood by my mom and I told my friend, I said, everybody step back six feet from the fence, you know, so we all kind of moved back, and, um, but I was able to get pictures of my mom, and that, and, and my mom was just so happy, you know, she was just so happy to be able to see me, but, you know, she's okay, she's quarantined to her individual room, um, she asked me last week, she says, I've got a note here that says, Shirley, do not leave your room, did you write that, and I said, well, I haven't been there for three months, and I didn't write that, so evidently she's been wanting to leave her room, but she doesn't leave her room, but you know what, she's, she's still okay with it, um, I'm just thankful for my mom, you know, that I can, and I know before the quarantine, if Dana knew that I was just having a bad day and I needed to go somewhere, he'd say, why don't you go visit your mom? Mm -hmm. Because he knew, you know, that my mom at 84 years old with Alzheimer's, that she could still uplift me. And she's so positive about everything, you know, um, she has, she has a pattern of repeating everything three times. I love you. I love you. I love you. You know, um, and she'll say, Everything in my room is just so special, so special, so special. And, sh and then she'll go on and tell me about, you know, there's this picture on my wall. Did you know this picture? Yeah, I know that picture. And your dad painted this picture. And there's so many pictures and, you know, this calendar. And, and everything is so special here. And I just, just all these little things that she appreciates. And she can't even leave her, her room, much less walk outside mm -hmm. without a nurse chasing her. And if she can do that, and yes, she has Alzheimer's, but she knows she knows a lot, and she'll call me at 10:30 at night sometimes. You know, were you sleeping? Sorry, I didn't mean to wake you up. And but I know that at 10:45 every single night, she's still praying. She still prays for our church. She still mm -hmm. prays for people in our church. And if she can remain faithful at 84 years old, you know, with this mental co condition that she has, what is my problem? You yeah. know, because I can still get out of the house. I can still come to church. And I know that first day that we were able to come and pray. Um, it was hard, and, and I thought, why didn't I bring my sleeping bag? Because I, I really just wanted to lay it out here, and yeah. when that right is taken away from me, when that freedom is taken away from me, to even come and sit in my church, I just wanted to, and I know it was, it's still just a building, but I just really wanted to just lay out on the floor and just stay here mm -hmm. and not leave. So I'm thankful for the coronavirus, and I'm thankful for my mom, you know, and I'm thankful yeah. for the people that, that um, God's put in my life. And you know, to, from, from a little baby who's only nine months old to an 84-year-old lady, you know, who can bring it all into perspective right? and wrap it all up, you know, I'm, I'm thankful. Amen. So. That's an insightful testimony. I appreciate it very much. It was a blessing to see your picture on the, on the video, the slideshow up there. Yeah, just an encouragement. I hate that you haven't been able to see her, but the Lord knows those things, you know, and he, he teaches us some important lessons through them. Anything else? Anybody else over here on this side? 
Hi, Mia. She waved at me, so I'm waving back at her. Hi. <laughs> Do you have a testimony or just saying hi? Okay. All right. Uh, apparently, Mia only watches church by herself because I never saw Miss Judy in any of the pictures. I'm just saying. That was a little fishy, but you know. Okay, we're going to stand and sing a song. He Touched Me, 288. You know, of all the things we should be thankful for, um, the fact that we have been saved and made whole, like that is what gives us the ability to have any perspective on any of this, is that we have a home in heaven and we've been made, we've been reconciled to God. And so I want you to sing this one out. He Touched Me, we'll sing it out. Brother Sammy, you come on. Amen, let's sing it out. I hope this is your testimony today. Shackled by a heavy burden, neath the load of guilt and shame, then the hand of Jesus touched me. Let's sing it out. Shackled by a heavy burden, neath the load of guilt and shame, then the hand of Jesus touched me. Sing it out. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. And oh, the joy that fills my soul. Something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. I met this blessed Savior, since he cleansed and made me whole. I will never cease to praise him. I'll shout it while eternity rolls. Amen. Touch me, oh. just ask the instruments. Why don't you just keep playing that softly? And I want to give you an opportunity. I know every service, it's kind of my intention to have some kind of preaching. But really, I think the messages from you have been enough tonight. And uh, I just want to give you an opportunity to respond to something that you've heard tonight and just as a way to show gratitude to the Lord for the lessons he taught you in isolation. Whatever he's taught you in the last couple months, I think it'd be worthy of our time to stop and say thank you, God, for continuing to be faithful to me in a time that was completely unsettled. Because God never changed. He never moved. And I'm grateful that we had something that sturdy to lean on for the last two and a half months. So we're just going to have them play, and I want to give you an opportunity. Why don't you feel free to respond, respond as a family. Maybe just think, take some time to thank the Lord for what he's taught you the last couple of months as the instruments played. <laughs> 